Hello and welcome to Cartoonist Kayfabe. My name is Jim Rugg. I'm Ed Piscor. We're going to continue looking through some of the choice Hulk comics that, uh, that I have been reading over the last year, Ed. Starting with, what if number 45... What if the Hulk went berserk? Yes, man. This this is a classic from from uh, my flea market finds as a as a youngin man, and I, I may have oversold it to you guys <laughs> that one time, man. It's it, part of what I love about this comic is you introduced me to it on the road to Charlotte one year. We're always talking about what comics to look for at Heroes Con on the ride down, and you were talking about this issue. And uh, that was a fun year for me, going from, from booth to booth looking for it. You'd be surprised at how few dealers have back issues of What If on hand. It should be the greatest comic series in the history of comic series, man. Because you get to get a bunch of cartoonists together, comic makers together. You're not bound by continuity. So just make something. Make make your best Hulk comic. Make your best Thor comic. And you're not bound. So it could be whatever you want it to be. CB, you hear this? I think Ed's pitching for his editorial book at, uh, at Marvel. <laughs> it's It should be an um, evergreen, per, a perennial series, man. I agree. And uh, if you want to get Bill Sienkiewicz to do as many covers as possible, I'd be on board for that, too, because I was, love that cover. He was all over the place uh, in, those, in those 1980s, man. Yeah, and, and did some good ones. I think he did the Conan in the 20th century. Oh, that's, sick. That's really gun, badass. Yes. With the gunpoint. Do you have that? I don't. I, I think don't, I might. It's an iconic cover. And if I do, like that'll be a, that'll be a video. So like we're going down to to North Carolina, and I'm like, there's this what if issue. We the conversation might have even started like that. What if should be the greatest series ever? Because <laughs> they're also one and dones. That's true. So I like that. Part. As a, as a kid, it you, you're not getting that bait and switch where you're jumping in at part two of something. But we're talking eight hours, like. Uh, yeah, there's this Hulk comic, and he's he goes berserk, he goes buck wild, and then just waves of superheroes have to come in to try to dispatch him. Man, you got the Avengers coming in, you got the Fantastic Four coming in, uh, of course the military's coming in. Nobody can mess with them, man, until the end. <laughs> How will they solve this? It really is kind of your template almost for a World War Hulk, which probably would have been. I guess it would have been out by the time I was digging for this issue, but that's kind of the greatest part of Hulk is against all the heroes yeah you know like against all the big names that marvel can muster and he's at odds with them so pretty simple setup there it didn't go hard enough i agree with you but there are some good parts uh ron wilson on pencils ron wilson starts in comics in the 70s and mostly known for the thing does like marvel two-in-ones yeah. and then does the thing series that john byrne writes he has like 11 years of doing thing comics he's he's a solid artist like as weird as this might sound uh when i was a youngster there he was one of my favorite artists because of those Marvel 2-in-1s and stuff. Uh, at, at this little bookstore that I went to in town, getting comics for 30 cents, 40 cents. Uh, there was something appealing about uh, those Marvel 2-in-1s just because of like the extra character involved and things. And I'm young, like fi figuring out like the how broad the Marvel Universe is. So I would check that stuff out. Yeah, make, makes total sense. That's it's like that's... Uh, crossover issues. Look at the Hulk living serenely whenever he's not being hassled by uh, society. Watcher has the fun role in these what ifs too. Like he's your 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 host the for these what ifs. The interlocutor character, like in in uh, X Men Grand Design, my, like I put forth the theory that he is the ethereal narrator. Like if you see a yellow caption box, that's a what to the Watcher telling you a story, man. 
And uh, telling the story of Hulk's origin here in the first several pages, or retelling, I should say, but basically, you know, what we all know is the Hulk's origin is where this story begins. Yeah, it, it's perverted for the purposes of what if, and Hulk and uh, Rick Jones get blown up at the same time, so it creates creates this, like, uh, psionic rapport, as Chris... <laughs> Chris Chris Claremont would call it. Well said. <laughs> they they share mindsets, man. Like if uh, Rick Jones is ha in pain, Bruce Banner slash Hulk is in pain, and that is where things really pop off. Like this Hulk a lot. Very cool interesting lighting, lighting and yeah. And then how about that, dude? Like a little uh, transformation. You never see it happen like that. That's true. Like like it's like a microscopic gamma ray. Time to pay some bills. You want to support Cartoonist Kayfabe? Buy our books. We're both working cartoonists. The best way you can support Cartoonist Kayfabe is hit your local comic shops or wherever you buy books and pick up our latest titles. Starting with Ed Piscor's Red Room, The Antisocial Network, out now, available wherever books are sold, and the perfect thing to start reading before Trigger Warning starts in March. This will be available March 9th. Trigger Warnings in comic shops across, this, uh, across the blue marble. And uh, if you love... Outlaw Comics, if you like horror comics, violent comics, this is your Outlaw Comic for 2022. And trigger warnings, due to some ransomware attacks on the distribution level, may be the most rare of all the Red Room comics. So whenever you see this comic book in your local comic shop, pick it up right away because it may not be there the next time you come in. And there are a few alternative covers that are available, including this gem from Peach Momoko. Not just a uh, institute, cottage industry, but also a... Uh, Friend of Cartoonist Kayfabe, That's with, with quite right. a few of these. Uh, this is my contribution to the Red Room Trigger Warning cover for number one, an homage to the Zap Comics Robert Crumb famous issue, uh, the fourth cover by Ed Piscor for Red Room Trigger Warnings number one, and those again will be in stores March 9th, and you can get Anti-Social Network right now. March is Cartoonist Kayfabe month in the comic shops, Jimmy. Indeed it is. March 16th, you can pick up Hulk Grand Design Monster. This is my next comic, available wherever comics are sold from Marvel Comics, retelling the first 40 issues and approximately 500 issues of Incredible Hulk. Whether you're a longtime Hulk fan or a first-time reader, this is the book for you. And there are some great variety of covers for this as well, including Peach Momoko's Hulk Grand Design cover, Marcos Martin doing a really good transformation of the Hulk. Kind of kind of jealous of all of these, to be honest with you, which is the mark of a good cover. And, of course, cartoonist Kayfabe's own Ed Piscor doing the Todd McFarlane homage with the throwback Herb Trimpey Wolverine classic costume. And, again, these are available in comic book shops March 16th. So mark your calendar, tell your comic shop to reserve this, and pre-order Hulk Grand Design Madness, which will be out in April, and uh, those pre-orders can start coming in now. So... Back to our regular programming. So Hulk busts out once he once he transforms, leaving Rick Jones behind in the uh, Army hospital and uh, activating the military pretty much as to uh, what's going on. Jones doesn't want to sell Banner out, so just says a monster came and grabbed him. And of course, Banner, important scientist to the military, so they are uh, they are interested in getting him back. Lots of Steranko. Uh, in this artwork, uh, and that is not something that I commonly associate with Ron Wilson's stuff at all. You know, he would probably lean more toward the Buscema, uh, Jack Kirby, house style kind of thing. Right. But uh, for whatever reason, you know, maybe it's inspiration from that iconic Hulk cover, but uh, Wilson and his anchor, they decided to go Steranko. Uh, 
lot of interesting lighting great, and stuff. Yeah, I really like this panel with the different color, with the orange for the foreground. It's really cool. Yeah, and just like the weird kind of proportions of the eyes and stuff. We'll, we'll see. We'll see lots of Starenko in this. And of course, Hulk fighting back as these uh, the helicopters get too close to him. Man, helicopters take a beating at his hands. This one a little bit, a little Starenko-ish. Uh, he's good at tech. Yeah. R machinery and stuff. Yeah, we'll, we'll see a few examples of that in here. Um, this Pac-Man ad makes me laugh because I always think of the, uh, I think it's a two-in-one, where the thing battles a Pac-Man creature. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I guess probably by Ron Wilson. So yeah. <laughs> might have to dig that one out sometime, but it's funny to see if they're like, oh, yeah, we could do a product placement of Pac-Man <laughs> in a Marvel comic. Nice lighting on his face. Almost Frank Miller-esque in some ways, although this feathering's really unusual, and that's what this inker brings to it. I'll throw his name out there because I don't know him. A kind Garvey. Not not somebody I'm familiar with. Yeah, no. Sounds like it could be a bullpen name. Possibly. There's another one of those giant uh, faces in your foreground, reminiscent of Steranko once again. I wonder if a Steranko story had crossed uh, Wilson's path or something around this time and, and got him on that tip. The the, the, the sort of style of it is kind of like that um, Stan Lee, Jim Steranko set of Captain America issues. There's there's a lot of that vibe. And, you know, Rick Jones is Bucky in that, so, like, maybe that has something to do with yeah, it. Yeah, it could be. This is the kind of thing that we miss in comics now with the invention of um, Google image search and being able to do perfect everything. <laughs> what are you saying there, Ed? <laughs> Just draw some stuff from your imagination. Why yeah, not, man? And, I'm, I'm with you. And uh, that's a... I like this panel too with the bullets bouncing off like this this is like a one-two panel punch really strong because you see the establishing shot of firing the machine gun point blank and then the close-ups of hulk not feeling too good about it and looking like a monster yeah they, that's a good hulk face they don't do the worst characterization of uh thunderbolt ross uh give props to the writer on that man because th he has a mission and it's gonna put Rick Jones in peril and ultimately lead to his demise, but Ross is, Ross is sad about that. So I like that idea of like a little extra dimension. You know, he's not just twirling his white mustache on the train tracks and setting uh, uh, Bucky up to get run over by by a locomotive. There's a purpose for what he's doing, and he sees like a greater. There's a bigger picture. Dude, this is this is a brutal. Like these dudes are getting dying horribly. Yeah, just imagine they're the, in that. You see them in the jeep as it's being thrown. You imagine the uh, Miracle Man fifteen Alan Moore ca exactly captions to go of. along with this. <laughs> and look exactly at that. There's of. there's G forces and stuff involved here. What, what's that caption? I can't be honest if people had gotten out of the car before I <laughs> used it as a bludgeon. Yeah, when when, when you read about this, like uh, you you know like uh, people will say that that uh, I knew that there were no bodies in the car, but but I'm not sure. Is what he says but when you look close it's john toddleman right so he's showing people just like yeah. smacking against a glass like it's a fucking windshield i like this stuff where we're cutting from rick jones to hulk you know that feels yeah. like a really cinematic choice and some kind of screen tone there behind him again calling you know calling to mind somebody like a stranko but what we've got happening is they had some kind of medication they've been taking and now the uh without banner there to administer it we're just gonna have a, a grunt do it and um causes a little sting Alex Delaney, man, next issue of Derelict. Whenever, whenever you gotta draw, wow. draw a dude, spike it up, man. Look at these crazy action marks. That's amazing. That's funny. I like this. This is too. this is this is my joint right here, yeah. dude. Like this. Uh, Ron Wilson, journeyman guy, gets the job done when he has a moment to be ambitious and and you know show show his chops. You get something like this. 
And I that's pretty fantastic. Celebrate this entire spread. Sure. I love the setup. This panel against the tanks. It's really great. I mean, head on against the tanks. What what more could you want? The fallout from it, and then catching not a bullet, catching a tank shell. How about that, Ozzy Mendias? That's what you're looking for, man. It, it it all works, and even like scooping up the tank. Fan of all of it. The lighting on the tre on the wheels inside the tank is really great. Adds a lot of volume and dimension. But there is definitely a body count in this story. Man, and, and the army turning and running, I feel like that's one that, uh, that's, that's, that's a nice character moment for uh, the armed forces in terms of, like, what kind of threat you're facing here. This is an unbeatable monster, and they recognize it. And now this is where you start to get into, like, Jones is yelling stuff out whenever the Hulk's fighting. Like, what's going on here? We need to get to the bottom of this. There's some kind of connection. And this is the part you're talking about, Ed, where Thunderbolt Ross starts to make some hard decisions, like, uh, we may need to... We may need to torture this civilian, <laughs> this civilian teenager. <laughs> good spread. Really good spread. Yeah, it's another great example. Bouncing Rick Jones and Hulk, but also Thunderbolt and Hulk. So orgasmic. <laughs> this reminds me of uh, uh, Chopper Command. Yeah. Remember, remember Chopper Command? I do, but I was about to start doing Flight of the Valkyries again. Well, that too. <laughs> Always. It's going to be a theme in all of these Hulk episodes, I think. I think so, man. See, it's like bondage, dude. Like Frederick Wortham was right. Yeah, and he's drooling and stuff, and uh, they kill him. They you know, torture him to death in this spread. You know, this is what they're talking about is, like, he's going to die. Yeah. Uh, this is it happened on the previous page also. The uh, Luca effect works better with, like, more than just two, I think. Yeah, I think that's fair. And he just he just gives you two. Although there's a couple of jumps that are pretty good like this. Um, yeah, there's a previous page. We passed it. This would be the kind of thing that I would love as a kid. Oh, you yeah. Know? And it's a centerfold, so, you know, your comic kind of naturally flop open at the centerfold point. Put a strong image on that centerfold, and that, that, that one qualifies as far as I'm concerned. And it's just kind of classic Hulk, right? Hulk fighting the army. This is, um, I don't know, the first 20 issues of Hulk comics or something are, are pretty loaded with this kind of you know, storytelling. And there's your DeLuca with three, and I think you're right. Plus, it paces across the panel much better. It does. Uh, this this might be not a kayfabe name for the anchor man because like what I detect here is like this this dude learned how to get that fine point feather so he's gonna show it off to good effect here um, man I, it looks like those might even be no it's a tone is it yeah okay I was gonna be mad if somebody's doing that by hand no no it's way too perfect that's exactly what would piss me off but but I think that's by hand. Yeah, I think you're right on that. This is really nice. Like, sometimes I'll do this effect where you have that kind of starburst coming out. It's from some center point. And if you can actually make the shading work everywhere, it really looks good like that. I mean, he's using a brush for that. Yeah. That's a bad nice. motherfucker, dude. Talbot trying to uh, tell Ross, like, you got to snap out of it. We got to get, we got to get. Hulk's coming in a beeline for us. <laughs> this is where we get phallic with it, man. <laughs> It's fun to see it escalating too, you know, like classic storytelling, got to escalate those stakes. We are now throwing uh, ballistic missiles <laughs> Hulk is using for his weapons at these helicopters. And uh, this is Ross ta tagging out. Get me some superheroes. We need the Fantastic Four. And again, following kind of the early Hulk stuff, you know, this is this happened. This is that first Hulk Fantastic Four meeting in the comics is Ross reaching out because they think the Hulk is uh, destroying things at the base and they can't handle them. So bring in the Fantastic Four, and that's what you see here. 
Um, the Fantastic Four ship is terrible. I didn't remember it being this this lame. Kirby has a way, you know. I guess so. Kirby has a way when you get the other guys to do it. Also, you just see it in that one angle, and it totally looks like one of those little... Um, Massagers? Bo Boy Scouts. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like a little Boy Scout rocket is what I was going to say, but your mind is in the gutter right now. <laughs> it's it's uh, it's funny, the angle, because this is like um, how you would draw them as a kid, you know? Absolutely. It's like, give me the silhouette that makes sense. But the Fantastic Four arrives, and Hulk destroys their uh, Fantastic Rocket. And now it's time for everybody to give them, escalate the fight. Let's see some superheroes fighting. And that's what we've got here. And no big surprise, uh, Hulk is still going to stay on top. But this is your sequence, Ed. This was the piece that you described in detail on the way to Heroes Con of what happens when he gets hold of Mr. Fantastic. Tries to stretch it, tries to tear him apart, stretch him to his limit. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, it, it makes me think about... The great Russ Heath, Harvey Kurtzman, Plastic Man uh, parody in Mad Comics. And of course, what Hulk should have done if he would have read that issue, he would have stretched it out like that, put it up to his mouth and, and, and suck in, <laughs> pinch it off, and then pop that shit. Imagine if they had done that here. <laughs> the greatest Marvel comic ever. Like right there, you suck it in. <clears throat> yeah, it'd be perfect. This is another one of those great panels, though. I mean, like, that reads like the Hulk is really stretching that thing to its tensile limit. And uh, Thing comes in with a cheap shot. Sucker punch. Yeah, dude. Fighting dirty. Pretty good Thing, though. You can kind of tell that this guy has, has some reps with the Thing under his belt. Thing is not that easy to draw, but and I feel like this looks really good like a lot of these. Here's the thing, though, because uh, he ha he does have that tenure on... The thing, and I and I know what his thing looks like. It's it's a very iconic one. It's the it's the one from the ads for the thing comic, but this is the when Jack Kirby was still figuring yeah. out the thing. So he's he's making it that kind of rocky form rather than just the polygons. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I like how it looks. It looks neat with that shading because, like you say, it doesn't translate to the later version it, of the thing. But it, it looks pretty cool. It here. actually looks like rock rather than orange polygons. Yeah. Like I remember, like the thing was at a point when I was a little dude where I didn't recognize that as rock it's just like you know the orange polygon guy yeah totally totally stylized it's funny they call them polygons <laughs> <laughs> uh, blows out the uh human torch basically he's handling fantastic four is what we're seeing here uh in his effort to he wants to get to ross to kill general ross but handles the fantastic four even detonates a missile they say this is the fuel going off and not an actual nuclear explosion so the thing can probably survive but I don't know. And it's a mushroom cloud. That's what I see. But here comes Ben Grimm, nobly carrying the Hulk, or, or Bruce Banner, I, I should say, out of that explosion. But as soon as he turns back into Hulk, snaps his neck. <laughs> yeah. Returns that cheap shot from a couple pages earlier. That's it, man. I love the soupy atmosphere here. Al Feldstein would do that background, uh, that sort of tapered ink line in some of his... Uh, tales from the Crypt stories, like the earliest ones, and I always found it so effective. It makes you think of Jim Woodring. Uh, it's it's an effective approach. Yeah, it, it, it's a real classic move, too, that was whenever ink was going to do everything. You know, totally. Like the ink did, did it all instead of the coloring, and so you had those techniques, and now I don't know if anybody does that stuff anymore. When, when, when we were in Hawaii, uh, well, on the plane, I was watching Man Ben, and there was a sort of waterfront scenario that this guy was inking, and it's pitch blackness. Uh, there's no, there's no, you know, street lights or anything like that. You have black water meeting black sky, 
which would just be pure black in real life. Uh, like, so how do you ink that? And then when we were on the island, just hanging out on the beach, like super late at night and just like observing that, I remember thinking like, how would I ink this? You know, just like looking out at the stars and stuff. How would I ink this? You have to dip into the history of inking, find some of these techniques that work. Not a bad approach right there. Yeah, it does feel so sci-fi, like old sci-fi comics, like you said. And uh, Fantastic Four realizing like they're out of their league, call in uh, basically SOS to everybody. And the early Avengers show up, which is Thor and, and Iron Man. Of course, Hulk part of that group uh, in regular continuity. But in this case, they're just coming out to try to stop a major threat. And you see the collision with Iron Man and Hulk. Possibly that could have been a little bit bigger, you know. Give us, give us that impact. Like then you wouldn't have this big Kirby hand. Kind of a money shot of those two colliding, but yeah. And I like that. I always like the old Iron Man costumes. That first go round of the Iron Man costumes. It's kind of neat how most of these characters had that, that like. Uh, so I don't want to say proto. A, yeah, proto. Yeah, yeah. There you go. That's a funny screen tone to apply. Doesn't work, really. <laughs> no, it's very strange. Yeah. It looks like there's a that should be some kind of disc or something like an opening in the top of his helmet. They but... were they were trying something. Take a look at it in the printed page. Realize it doesn't work. Don't ever fucking do that again. And now it's some sort of a team up between Thor and Iron Man to to hit Hulk with all the power that they can generate. Mostly the um, the loser there is Iron Man. I think it just fires up the Hulk. This is a nice panel. You know, with the rains and the and the Thor Thunder God stuff happening, good atmosphere, and uh, Thor basically takes advantage, gets 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 a little bit of a leg up on Hulk, and uh, channels all of his energy to snap his neck. <laughs> and so, like, when we're driving down to North Carolina, and I'm talking the story, and then and then Thor grabs him by the head, snaps his neck. You're very creative visually inspired guy like so like your mind is going places and you're like oh i gotta check this comic out and then when you get it it's like okay sure yeah it's not the, that, I, the idea of it is cooler than it's not that graphic but like man it's kind of shocking in a marvel comic to see hulk's neck snapped yeah is, is the way they dispatch him and just and just like look uh, this is really weird right here right so he's thor and then he's like, oh, he's turning human, so I'll turn human for a second as well. But then I'll turn back to Thor right after that. What is that? You know what? Something He's turning Thor against his will. That's why he ends up breaking his neck. Something happens, and I, I'm not sure what it is. He might lose his hammer or something. Whatever it is, he has like a minute. And so that's why he uh, channels all his strength to try to try to end this before he turns into into his alter ego, which wouldn't last a second. I see. And then gives turns back into Thor to give him like the, you know, the, the Viking send-off. He's getting the pyre. Yeah. Crazy comic, right? Like, yeah. that's such a wild, kind of nutty comic. And, again, it makes me think of, like, World War Hulk because it's the same kind of gimmick. You know, it's Hulk versus the, the biggest characters, the biggest superheroes of Marvel. And it's the best. That's the best matchup I think you can hope for. That's that's Mega Powers exploding. You know, that's WrestleMania three, Hogan and Andre. Like, that's what you want is get the biggest characters and, and make them square off. So... A lot of setup in here. I, I would have much preferred more of the fighting than yeah. the setup, but you know what can you do? Oh, I know what you can do. You can make your own Hulk Grand Design comic and uh, have nothing but the fighting. Three sixteen says that's when you got to get Incredible Hulk Grand Design. Man, you good to go, Jimmy? I am. All right, K Fabers, like, follow, subscribe to the YouTube channel, hit the bell. We'll notify you when new vids are available. What's out there, Jimmy? 
Besides Hulk Grand Design, you can join me on Patreon at patreon.com slash jimrug where I will be doing a lot of process posts showing a lot of my Hulk original art. Uh, you can download out of print zines and mini comics there. And otherwise, just go to your local comic shop, reserve or pre-order Hulk Grand Design for March 16th. March 9th is when the first issue of Red Room Trigger Warnings is going to hit the stands. Finally, after the paper shortages, ransomware attacks, all kinds of stuff happening at the distribution level, printing level. My comics were done way ahead of time, ready to go. But finally going to be coming out. Every issue completely self-contained. So when you see that issue one, you're going to be able to uh, get a complete episode. You dig it, keep grabbing more. Uh, going to be coming out on a monthly basis for four months uh, to complete the trigger warnings season of comics for 2022 murder on the dark web for fun and profit is the name of the game and we have patreons and link trees in the description below this video at my patreon you can uh, read the trigger warnings comics ahead of time before they hit uh, paper uh, once again those link trees are in the description below what else do we have out there jimmy subscribe to the cartoonist kayfabe e-newsletter at the links below this video you can also find cartoonist kayfabe t-shirts and merchandise at the links below the video given those marching orders man we're going to be on our way read more comics